Um, can we start? Yeah. Okay. We're starting. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I mean, guess technically we can't start because we have her. We have to have her ask. That's questions. true. We need questions. Uh, but what we can do is talk about your rejuvenation of yeah. yourself recently. Yeah. So you've been doing a great job. Thank you. You've been doing a great job. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. Mm-hmm. I've been consistent. Um, not really even because I want to. Like, I haven't been it's wanting okay. to at all, to Guess be honest. What? Yeah. What do you keep doing anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trevis actually just posted something in the Good Wolf community group. And it was basically just about showing up for yourself. And it's in the times when you don't want to show up that showing up matters the most. So that indirectly has forced me to want to plan accordingly, like my meals and how I eat. My nutrition has gotten a lot better as well. Yeah. So I think being consistent for three weeks, which is like, that's huge for me. (laughs) Um, I think being consistent with my workout routine for three weeks has kind of allowed me to be like, okay, Mm -hmm. let's keep the ball rolling in other fashions. So yeah, I'm pretty proud of my progress so far. That a girl. So what was the catalyst for all this? Um, so I noticed pants fitting differently. Mm -hmm. So I put jeans on, which is my least favorite thing to do. Um, just because nobody likes pants, (laughs) nobody likes jeans, nobody likes to be uncomfortable. So I put jeans on and they just fit differently. I didn't like the way they felt. Mm -hmm. I didn't like how my waistband felt. And I was like, this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. like i have all of these resources that i'm around all of the time there's no reason that i shouldn't be comfortable in what i'm wearing um and then of course like swimsuit season came up and everything in the winter that you did kind of starts to show itself and you're like oh i wasn't working out for six months this is what happens so really just my clothes fitting differently and i just didn't feel good about it i didn't feel like my energy was low. I wasn't motivated to do pretty much anything else. So I just knew that I had to get the ball rolling somehow. Mm-hmm. And you were sick. And, and I was you, sick a lot. Your, I forgot about neck, that. Your, yeah. And your neck got broken half. Yep. And I think you were sick one time before that. Yeah. And maybe your arm fell off at some other point. That is true. <laughs> I forgot to I forgot to include that part. Well, I had bronchitis for yeah. like three weeks. And then while I had bronchitis, I coughed in a weird direction because I'm 150, apparently. (laughs) I coughed in a weird direction, and then I pinched a nerve in my neck, and that took, like, forever to work itself out of. Um, Lots of chiropractor visits. And then my neck was fine, just in enough time to get the stomach bug, (laughs) which was good because that would have sucked if my neck was... stiff while I was getting sick Mm -hmm. but so while I was getting sick I was like all right this is it like I've taken my body for granted for this long so I need to get back into it and I need to like I have the power to make myself feel better all of these things kind of fell in my lap and I was like all right I'm gonna utilize this as my sign that I need to get back to it Mm -hmm. you either choose to do it or you don't yeah 
I was like, I can let things fall apart and I can let my body ache and I can let myself be sore from working out one day a week and then not again for another month and then get sore all over again. And then you can let that be your cycle or you can get consistent and move your body in ways that you should. Well, it's like we talk about in our team meetings, like how you do anything is how you do everything. Yeah. So when you start to not prioritize your body, then you start to not prioritize other parts of your, of your life. And you mm-hmm. don't realize that it's happening, but it's happening. Like when you start not putting effort into yourself, you're going to stop putting effort into other parts of your life. Yeah. We just don't pay attention to it. We don't pay attention to the, to the fact that that's happening. You luckily made a big shift mm-hmm. in your behaviors, started going down a really good path, did that for years, two or three years, became a coach, and that turned all around. Yep. <laughs> then you stopped doing everything. Stopped working out, <laughs> stopped doing everything I told everybody else to do. Yeah. yeah. But you didn't yeah. you didn't regress. You didn't like go down you didn't like start yeah. drinking and smoking and doing all that nonsense again. Yeah. But you just stopped doing what you were doing. Mm-hmm. My argument to that is because I get it. I hundred percent get that because I own the gym. Mm-hmm. So I so I'm told. And <laughs> and for years, five years, seven years, I didn't prioritize my own workouts as much as I should have. I would mm-hmm. go through ebbs and flows. Sometimes I would get, you know, there'd be four to six weeks where I'd get four good workouts in, and then there'd be six to eight weeks where I'd get four workouts in the whole time. Yeah. And so, like, I get it. And to be totally honest, like, proximity is part of that, like, because it's so easy and convenient and it's here and, and you can do it, you know you can do it so easily. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of part of the thing. So, like, in your mind, it's like, well, I can always just do it because I, that's where I am. I'm there all the time. But at any rate, so you stopped and you kind of regressed back a little bit. So you had that moment for those three years where you felt the energy. You felt the change in your body. You knew how that was affecting other parts of your life. And so when you stopped doing it, not only did you feel it, you, 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 you were able to feel the regression mm-hmm. physically, Absolutely. mentally, energy wise, like you were able to feel the regression in so many ways. So like you were kind of lucky in that way and that you had made a bunch of progress. And so you were able to stop luckily surrounded with a bunch of people who won't let you. Like, I was just <laughs> about to say that. I was like, thankfully I have people, members ma- mainly that are like, yeah. do you work out this week? Yeah. Oh, well my trainer doesn't work out. So <laughs> thankfully a little bit of a hint, hint, nudge, nudge yeah. kind of helped me, helped me get a move on it too. Yeah. So it's fun when you surround people with, you surround yourself with people that not only have similar goals in mind, but they also have your best interest in mind. So there would be nothing worse than getting coached by a trainer that doesn't work out and do as they say not as I do exactly here's what I'm telling you to do but I ain't gonna do it myself right like oh yeah that looks hard sorry about it yeah but like it's when you can give feedback like I did that cardio last week and it was hard and here's what I did and here's what I thought about why I while I did it and that's what helped so things like that that you can point out to members it's just 
more fun to be competitive with your members too. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah. No, B Potts is his statement this morning. Bob's got a weight over his head, getting ready. Oh yeah, I was wondering what this was about. Over his head, getting ready to do a a get up, and B Potts goes, "What happened to you? You show up one to one workout, and then you just quit showing up." And Bob starts <laughs> dying laughing. I was wondering what he was saying. I yeah. figured it was about me. I was like, yeah. oh, I got to stand up for myself." Yeah. There was too much going on, though. There was a lot going on. <laughs> I will say. Yeah, it's funny. No, but you've been doing good. Thanks. What I Appreciate say, to, what I said, I had a long talk with McKinley yesterday too, mm-hmm. and what I said to her is the same thing that I, I think I've said to you before, and I've probably said to this one before at some point as well. Like, y'all have a perfect opportunity in front of you. Mm-hmm. You have a perfect opportunity in front of you. Like, you're surrounded by, by a bunch of people who are in a demographic that have lived through a life where they didn't take care of themselves, where they didn't prioritize their health, where they didn't, uh, they allowed themselves to be bought into the societal lie that this is what happens when you age and this is what happens and you need to prioritize everybody else ahead of yourself and you can't take care of yourself and here's what you need to do. And they all show up and they go, man, do I feel like crap. And if you look around and you actually allow yourself to like take in that reality and you go, well, I don't want that to be me. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be able to like, I want to prioritize myself today. And it's not, it's, you have to understand like, it's not selfish. As right. a matter of fact, I would argue that it's selfish to not prioritize yourself because I agree. if you don't like, you're not bringing your best to everybody. That's something you and I talked about. Like you're not bringing your best to the purpose that you think you're here for. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jonna wants to do. Yeah. But guess what? If you're not taking care of yourself, you can't do it. Absolutely. You can't do it. Like you're not going to have the energy that you can have if you're, if you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you're doing great. Yeah. Thank you. Jonna, you did great showing up this morning. Yes, you did. I'm yes. proud of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, all right. No one just quit talking about me. Nobody tell them that I was late. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we're going to answer some questions, some questions for uh, from the audience. John M., you got some questions. She, You're not going to be able to hear what she has to say, so I'm going to go ahead and recite the questions after she asks them. John M., what you got? So I have one, but I'm tweaking it towards just something she said. Okay? Okay. So you said that you've been consistent for three weeks. So what are some key factors that have helped you stay consistent? Key factors that have helped me stay consistent for the last three weeks, I would say, are keeping my workouts. So to be clear, I've been mostly consistent in my workouts. Nutrition still needs some work. So in order to stay consistent in my workouts, I think keeping the days the same that I work out, so keeping my training the same has helped. There have been a few things that I've had to tweak here and there. Um, but also getting the idea that a workout has to be an hour plus has really helped me. Um, I don't really know where the like mindset of an hour plus workout came from, but we all know like it's pretty much as long as you make it. So like some of our members take two hours, some of our members take 40 minutes. So I think allowing myself to know that if I get 35, 40 minutes of a workout in, 
then I'm good. As long as I get my heavy lifts in, then I'm, I'm pretty happy with getting my workout in. Um, another thing that has helped is writing it down, writing down what I do, which there is some wisdom to what you and Bob do. Imagine that. Um, I think that has helped me a lot to, if you don't write it down, type it in a note in your phone or just keep track of it somehow. Don't just come in willy nilly and expect to know what you want to do because the truth of the matter is you can't ever track your progress if you don't, if you don't write it down. So seeing the weights that I used last week and seeing that success hand in hand motivates me to keep going. I think like that is that what you just said there, the time frame thing is mm-hmm. something that a lot of people still don't like yeah. have trouble grasping. Not only like, do you not have to work out like, like strictly from a biological standpoint, if you intensely work out for over an hour, you, it, there's a point of diminishing returns and it's about an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're intensely working out for about an hour, over an hour, like cortisol levels start to go up. Other biological factors start to work against you mm-hmm. to, to a degree. So on one end, it's important to understand that you can do so much in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. You can do a ton in 30 minutes. Right. You have to be, you have to write it down though. Mm-hmm. Like part of writing it down is planning it beforehand, writing it down beforehand. So you don't show up to the gym and go, well, what am I going to, cause here's what, and luckily we're not planning Globo gym. <laughs> I don't really care if I say, <laughs> I don't really care if I say planet fitness. I just try to avoid make it, it more broad, yeah. I guess like, yeah. because it's, it's any gym that just has a bunch of equipment around. Mm-hmm. But like you go to Globo gym and you walk in and you go, well, what am I going to do today? And you look around and there's all kinds of stuff and you feel overwhelmed mm-hmm. and you're like, huh. And maybe you look at it one machine and you're like, I don't know, that looks kind of weird to get into. And then you look at another machine and you're, you get in and you try it and you're like, oh, I don't know. I don't, it feels kind of awkward. I'll just go get on the treadmill. Yeah. And that done over and over again is very boring, very monotonous, and gets zero results. Mm-hmm. So writing it down, knowing what you're going to do whenever you go in is very important. And realizing that if you've done 30 minutes of intense work and that's all what you have time to time for, then guess what? You did what you said you were going to do. You showed up to the gym, you worked out, and you got in what you could get in today. You made the best of what's going to happen today. Yep. And that's very important. Absolutely. So the other thing that I would say on top of the writing down your workout if you want to build consistency is writing down your food both mm-hmm. it depends on your on your general goals but like a lot of people struggle with just like what to eat and if you start your week wherever that is for you and you don't maybe not start at any rate if you start by like here's what I want to make this week write it down so that you have a plan of what you're going to have, that's going to go a long way instead of just like you go to the grocery store and you show up and you go, well, what am I going to eat? Right? Yeah. That's, you're in for a hurting if that's, that's going to be your strategy. Mm-hmm. On the other end of that is if your goal is to lose weight or you want to know what you're eating because most people are completely unaware of what they're, what they're eating. Like you can convince yourself all you want that, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. No, you, I'm telling you, you don't, you just right. don't know. Like, yeah. you just don't know what you're doing. 
if you write down, like every time you grab a drink, every time you gra- go, sit down to eat, every time you do something that goes into your mouth, like something goes in your mouth and you write it down, you'll start to realize what you're doing. And mm-hmm. that alone will start to regulate itself. Like yeah. you'll start to regulate what you're eating just by writing it down just by writing it down Mm -hmm. because you don't want to write down. I had five donuts. I was just about to say that. Yeah. I don't like writing down when I was trying to figure out that weird gut situation that I had Mm -hmm. going on. Um, I had met with Trevis and she made me keep a log and I still have it because it's fun to go back and look. But there were times where I literally just did not want to put how many gummy bears I ate in a day (laughs) because I didn't want her to see. And now she buys them for me for my birthday. That's the, that's so, the yeah, so it, it is. It's like I am going to put a pen to a paper and I don't want to put down that I ate this. So, yeah, that the physical act of doing that alone holds you back from eating things that aren't fueling your body properly. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. John M. I walk one hour every day. I walk an hour a day. Is this enough exercise to be healthy? Everybody has, everybody has a different idea of healthy. So I think it depends on what your goals are. Um, If it's to get stronger and build strength and gain muscle, I would say it's a great start. First of all, if you're not walking and walking an hour a day is what you do, that's a fantastic start. Um, especially since it's getting warmer outside, there's so many more elements that you get from walking outside or just walking in general. Um, I would say strength training is a fantastic complement to that. Like I said, depending on what your goals are, um, but not enough of us walk in a day. All of us sit plenty. So I think in today's day and age, walking is something that you need to prioritize in order to be healthy. And I use air quotes because, like I said, I don't know what this person's goals are, but just from walking, you'll indirectly start to, okay, now that I have this habit, now I want to start drinking more water and that makes me feel healthy. And now that I have those two habits, I want to start watching what I eat. So I think it's a good um, gateway to a lot of people's goals. So yeah, Whoever is walking an hour a day, I think that's a great start. Yeah. Again, 100% agree. Like, it kind of goes back to the perfectionist mindset of, like, mm-hmm. if, I, if I can't do this perfect thing that I think it needs to be, then I'm not going to do anything. So, like, yeah. walking, and even if you are, like, the fittest person in the world, like, you should be walking. Mm-hmm. Even if you are going to the gym two or three days a week, you should be walking. So like human beings are meant to walk. They're meant to walk long distances. They're meant to move regularly. They're meant to do things on their feet. Like, so yeah, I mean, hundred percent, like walking is going to improve your health. Mm-hmm. Walking an hour a day is going to improve your health. I think a couple of ways that might be worth thinking about to, improve that like Taylor said a couple of great things as far as just being able to add to it by doing some weight training because what walking doesn't do for you is build muscle and build strength and we need muscle and strength in order to 
reduce the likelihood of falling once we get to a certain age, because if we fall after the age of 65, our odds of dying are very high, and mm-hmm. we don't want that to be the case. Yeah. Uh, let me rephrase that. Not because you're 65, it's if you've had the habits of most people up to the age of 65 and you fall, then your odds of dying are very high. However, if you have the habits of the minority of people who build resilience in their body, train regularly, walk regularly, do things to stress their body, and you fall at 65, then your odds of dying are slim to none. At any rate, some things to think about to potentially increase that hour and make, not increase the hour, but to make that a little more challenging is maybe trying to walk a little further within that hour mm-hmm. because you want to you, you, you progress to a degree. If yeah. you're going for an hour and you're going at the same pace always for an hour, it's going to be much better than sitting around, of course, 100%. And at the same time, if you understand that, especially once you get to about 60 or 65, your body is fighting very hard to pull you in the other direction, then you want to try, you want to work to progress as much as possible. So within that hour, trying to walk further or carrying weight, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing. And a lot of people are loving it, by the way. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Putting some weight into a pack, putting it on your back and walking. Mm-hmm. And start with five pounds, do that for however long, a month, a week, yeah. whatever. And yeah. then a month later, add five more pounds. And then progress from there. Yeah. So all that all that is is giving you different ideas to not just stay at that same intensity. Because sure. the point is progression. Yeah, and I would also add that terrain would be mm-hmm. a good progression as well, especially for, of all ages, rough terrain in general is a good progression but especially as we age the more balanced we are and the more hand-eye coordination that we have and foot-eye coordination is that a thing well coordination in general (laughs) um (laughs) if you train your mind to be balanced on uneven terrain that'll progress your walking even further so there are ways to make an hour walk even more challenging but an hour walk when you go from not walking at all is challenging. So starting there and allowing yourself to build up slowly. 100%. I think that terrain thing is a very, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. And you said after we went hiking this past weekend with oh my gosh. with everybody how sore you were. I was very sore, yeah. And we just, I mean, we just walked around. Mm-hmm. But it's a much different terrain than out here on the floor at the gym that's flat. Yeah. Very flat. And that's what you're on most of the time. That's mm-hmm. what we're all on most of the time is flat ground. Yeah. Flat ground, right? So we spend all of our time on flat ground, and then we go out and we do something that requires us to be on unstable ground. And it's challenging to the body. The joints are moving into ranges of motion that they're not used to. So, right. like... I was also like mentally exhausted (laughs) because I was like, I can't wait to walk and not have to look at where my feet are going because (laughs) yes, they're like tree stump, frog, snake. (laughs) And I was like, I can't wait to walk on flat ground. It was great. I loved it. But yeah, I was so sore and I was tired. So, but it was great. I felt accomplished. All right. 
John M., last question we got. Did you even start it? Did you start it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, are we going to use this for other coach talks? Yeah. Don't yeah. Okay. So you want to join a gym and you want to know if it's a good idea. I know that we talked about this on a previous podcast. I guess it was probably one of the other coach talks, but it's really important that you almost kind of play Goldilocks and the three bears to kind of find your fit. So yes, I'm always going to say joining a gym is a good idea. Um, I personally needed somebody to stand by me and tell me what I was doing was correct or incorrect. And I think it would be great to, even if you don't want to do it long term, um, if you want to jump in and kind of get an idea of what it's all about, especially if you're joining the fitness world for the first time. So I had no idea what I was doing. So having a coach was seemed like the only option for me. Um, to get the results that I wanted. So even if it's not long-term and you just want somebody that will kind of be a, kind of be a guide for you to help outline what you should do, I think it's a great idea. Um, but also really important to jump around until, like I said, until you're comfortable. So the first gym that you go to if that's not the first place that you land and you're like, I feel 100% comfortable. And even if you do feel comfortable in the first gym, I would still recommend trying other ones out. And if you come back to the one that you started at, it's really important to feel comfortable where you, where you join. 100% agree. I would say that like you were lucky that you had awareness because I would say that in this particular situation most people do not have awareness or they just ignore it and go about their own way anyway and think that they can do it on their own and I'd, I'd look this is that's not me saying that I don't believe in people I think that I think that everyone in this room understands that I believe in people mm -hmm. and yet people are people and so like if you realize that your odds of success increase dramatically when, number one, you surround yourself with a group of like-minded people that are there to support you and they're very much like you and they, they're going through a lot of the same, they have a lot of the same goals, they're going through a lot of the same obstacles, so on and so forth. And number two, you have someone there holding you accountable and, A, even better, building a program for you to get you to where you're trying to go. Then, like, if you, if you realize that and then you do it, your odds of success are going to increase dramatically. They're, they're just going to. If you're going to go the way, because to uh, totally understand, and this is a whole nother conversation for another day, but like some people, and I, I believe that this fraction is actually much smaller than the people who say that they can't afford it. Some mm -hmm. people actually would have a hard time spending $250, $300 a month on a training facility, a boutique facility. Some right. people would. My belief is that the people who are trying to get in shape, the fraction of people who can actually not afford that is much smaller than what they 
what they think because trust me that all of those people are spending 250 to 300 dollars a month on a car payment or on beer or on some other like going out to eat every day twice a twice a day for some people mm-hmm. uh, or supplements to do the work for them i think yeah. uh, that's a common theme that i find as well um, oh, yeah. a lot of times I see not necessarily people around here, but they, we were talking about they. this in the gym, <laughs> they. they, who is they, <laughs> yeah. but there are people out there who don't want to spend the money. And like you said, it times are hard for a lot of people. So it's, if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, mm-hmm. but you have to, you have to line up your priorities. And I would, I would say that to this person who's thinking about joining a gym and they're trying to balance if it's worth it. I would say take every factor besides your why out of it. I would say take finances out of it, take influence out of it. Take your, if you're surrounding yourself with a questionable group of friends, take all of that out of it. And if your why comes down to, all right, I can't lay down on the floor with my family and friends and play with them or I can't go outside and I can't jog from here to there without being out of breath. If your why is crucial to your longevity, then you need to find a way to make it work. Um, If that's join a Globo gym and see if you like it and make that work, then you make that work. If it's all right, I tried a Globo gym and it didn't happen for me, then maybe I need to rearrange things because this is your life. Like nothing is more important than your life. Yes, a roof over your head. Yes, food. But I rank this in that same category. Like this is how long you live. This is your quality of life. So if you can't put, you know, and I'm just as guilty as th- at this as anybody else. Like I would spend a lot of money on luxury items and luxury facials and luxury this and luxury that. And it came to a point where I was telling myself that being part of a gym is, this is what I need. And this is, I need to make, I need to put this in my financial list of things to do. But circling back to what even started this conversation, I think a lot of people don't want to spend the money to do the work. They would rather spend the same amount of money on 30-day supplements to try and help them lose the weight or get the muscle or help the sleep when in reality you take all of that away and you drink water, you get eight plus hours of sleep, you exercise. Like Those three things are essential to your fitness and health. So... Yeah, you just make it work. You figure out why you are even driven to start working out and you adjust accordingly with the finances that you have. And if you have a little bit of wiggle room, have a comfort zone. But this is your life and you need to make it a priority. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. It's just, Yeah. The, the work that like society has just taught us mm-hmm. that your fitness is worth $20 a month. Yeah. That's, that's what it really comes down to. That's the only reason why people struggle to spend $250 a month on a gym, mem- a quote gym membership. Like if you're spending $250 a month and you walk in and that's literally all you get, then yes, you should leave. Mm-hmm. Like, but 
It's if, if you go to a place that specializes in helping people achieve the outcome that they're after and it costs you $250 a month and they do what they say they're going to do, it's a freaking steal as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's a steal because that's your life. Like, like the, like 250 bucks a month for your life mm-hmm. to improve your life. Yeah. Like to increase the likelihood that number one, you live longer, which fine if that's not your goal. But even if you, even if it's 85, but you're the best damn 85 year old there was, and you don't have to rely on somebody else to yeah. get you up off the seat, like to move you around, to wash you like mm-hmm. 250 bucks a month is a freaking steal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I just had this conversation conversation <laughs> with your sister yesterday about a mutual friend of ours. And I had posted something about how coaches need coaching too. Um, and I forget where I saw it. It's a Chinese proverb about the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. And if you didn't do that, the second best time to plant it is now. So like I've said numerous times, nobody 60 and above is like, man, I could have started five years ago with my fitness journey, but instead I started 40 years ago and they're mad about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So your life literally depends on it. You do everything else. If you are, if you're drawn to fitness and you're not willing to spend the money for yourself and you're not willing to sacrifice things that don't allow you to pay for fitness, you're, you were drawn to a gym for the wrong reasons. If you weren't drawn to a gym because you want to live longer and you want to live healthier and you want to enjoy your life, then everything else is not important in my opinion. Good stuff, T-Mac. Good stuff, man. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. You got some words that come out of you. I go, mm. are you sure? I think in some other life like you. I was definitely older in my other life. Yeah. That's for sure. You were just talking about, you said maybe I'm 115 because when I sneezed, I pulled my yeah. neck and I was like, that's the 115-year-old there soul I coming am. out of you. Yep. <laughs> Yep, you get me comfortable behind a mic. These podcasts might be an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> We're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. Good stuff. Yeah. T-Mac, appreciate you. Yeah, thank As you. Always. Appreciate it. Um, until next time, here's to your success and health and fitness mastery.